are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7 The Buzz. Com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Coors Light. It is chilly outside, folks. In fact, it's almost too chilly, if that's even a thing here in the central Arkansas area. But that's what happens when wintertime has arrived. And, and during the wintertime and the holiday season, we want to relax. We want to kick back and enjoy ourselves. And there is nothing better to do it than with the chilled, cool, crisp taste of a Coors Light. The best thing about it is that most beers are just there. They're there for, oh, we like to be the beer of this. We like to be the beer of that. Well, the thing is, is there's nothing specific about being the beer that's made to chill. So you can drink it at any time. It doesn't matter because that's all we all ever want is just to hang back and relax and chill. And that's what Coors Light is all about. It's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit the reset button, reach for that beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company. Golden, Colorado. Folks, it's signing day. I know that it's been a uh, lesser than stellar signing day, not because of Arkansas not having a good class, but because it's just one of those things that, you know, it's not really that exciting when most of the guys committed and end up signing, and then that's it. Kind of just where everything uh, sits back and, you know, you just kind of take it all in. But either way, uh, it was pretty good stuff. It was pretty good stuff to hear about uh, how Arkansas's class is going and everything. And I feel like the best thing to do is to get somebody that actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to recruiting because, folks, honestly, I have no idea. So what better person than to have Nikki Chavanel of Hogbeat.com. She joined us today on the show to give a little breakdown of not only this recruiting class but what everybody thinks about this recruiting class going forward, all that fun stuff. So without further ado, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and welcome in Nikki Chavanel of Hogbeat.com. Coming in, what's up, Nikki? How you doing this afternoon? I am fantastic. This has been a perfect day. <laughs> Not oh, going to lie. Oh, I, I can imagine. And I, that's actually my first question for you. Do you actually enjoy signing day or is it more like it, it's like a chore? Like you got to do it. You got to cover it. You got to stay on top of it. But is there some sort of enjoyment you get out of it? It's definitely this year is a weird year. Um, normally, there are, you know, it's a, a lot of feelings because you get to know these kids really well and you're so excited for them. This year, I don't feel like I know them as well. Um, you know, everything's just been weird. They haven't been able to visit, and usually that's when we interact with them and, and meet their families and stuff like that. Um, and this year, it just seems like because most of these kids have been committed and very solid and there's just been no drama, uh, that everyone kind of knew what to expect. And there luckily were two announcements uh, today to keep things interesting. Um, but this year, just not as exciting for the Hogs because they just had business done early. Well, that's probably a good thing, honestly, if you ask most Razorback fans, because it seems like drama usually goes against them on signing days, at least in most years. But uh, talk to us about this year, though, uh, Nikki, because I know you said that uh, there weren't a lot of surprises, but what were some of the surprises? What were some of the choices? What were something that uh, Razorback fans and everybody was waiting on today to get decided instead of just the guys that had already been committed for a long time? Well, perhaps one of the biggest surprises actually came yesterday when Trent Gordon, the Penn State uh, defensive back, decided to announce he's transferring to Arkansas. Um, you know, 
as we played out the season, it became clear that they're going to need some immediate uh, help at defensive back next season. And while I thought maybe linebacker would be a, a more pressing issue, I guess you convinced Grant Morgan to return for another year, then it's not as important. So uh, that to me was really, really big. And then today uh, you get two defensive tackles, and that's what we've been waiting for for a really long time. Uh, they already had Solomon Wright, um, a slightly undersized defensive tackle from Oklahoma, um, but it was clear that they would need more help because they they just been low on defensive tackles. And even though they have some nice ones coming up, uh, you just got to keep that going. Um, and so Jalen Williams, the JUCO guy that they signed, um, 6'3 and 3'10 is what they have him listed at, which is heavier than uh, what he had on his uh, you know junior college profile. So I expect that that size, you know, he's going to be nice and ready to come in and play, even though uh, the JUCO season has only – um, they've only played five games just in their little truncated fall, uh, but he'll come in in January. So he'll have a, a good amount of time to get, uh, you know, in tune with the speed of the game at the SEC level. And then Cameron Ball, um, he was one of their top targets from the very beginning um, from Georgia. But the issue was that he had never come to visit and it just never worked out for him to come visit during uh, this time during the dead period because, you know, everything you have to pay for yourself and stuff like that. So he was thinking maybe he would stay home and play at Georgia Tech. But um, as Arkansas should, almost every single time uh, they convinced him to come play in the SEC instead. So uh, two really good late additions at, uh, at a position of need. Well, you mentioned in the very beginning of that uh, Grant Morgan and the linebacker situation, and I was going to wait till the end of that, but since you brought it up, are you hearing about any particular Razorbacks that are staying? Because we know that right now there are maybe some slots open for scholarships and all that stuff because they didn't sign all 25, but uh, I know they have some transfers and all that stuff. But either way, what do you know about the situation as far as guys coming back or potential guys coming back right now? You know, when you look at the seniors that they have um, on the team who could potentially come back, um, Grant Morgan is obviously one. You know, he's a former walk-on, but he is, you know, uh, married already. Who knows how, you know, wanting to move on with life comes into play. But you would think if Sam Pittman goes to Grant Morgan and asks, do you want to be a Razorback for one more year, he's going to respond very positively, um, probably. So, that would be one I would expect to come back. Um, Ty Clary, probably. Um, Myron Cunningham is one that is very interesting. If they can get him to come back, that would be amazing. But, um, you know, he is on some draft boards. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But then there's guys like Tyson Morris, Davion Warren, obviously hurt, but he'd be back in time for next season if they, if they asked him to stay. But all these seniors, they don't count against the scholarship limit. So if they come back, it's just an added bonus. Um, and I think, you know, Arkansas could really use that help because this class, you know, while there are some kids that I think could help right away, um, I think, you know, a lot of them are going to need some time. Yeah, the Davion Warren one I thought was pretty fascinating. And it's so weird that, you know, COVID this year has been crazy for everybody. We know and nothing's set in stone just as how as everything's gone. But I can't imagine as college football coaches – now it's like you've always just focused on recruiting. 
You've always just focused on transfers and in the transfer portal. Now there's this whole new animal where it's like you can recruit guys currently on the team that are seniors to come back another year. So it's like I'm not saying every coach is doing that, and I'm not even saying Sam Pittman is doing that with all of his seniors, but it it just seems like it's another option or at least another opportunity for some of these coaches to – add some depth and add some talent to their teams of saying, hey, even though you've played here five years, you could always come back for a sixth year. Yeah, and the schools, um, you know, they have to be financially able to do it, and I think Arkansas would be. Um, you know, they, um, compared to some other programs, you know, they haven't cut sports. They haven't had their coaches take very big um, pay cuts, although they have taken some pay cuts. Um, those scholarships, um, they don't have to honor them. They can give them some money. They don't have to give them the whole thing. Um, and it's just a way to um, keep it flexible for the programs that don't have a lot of money right now. We're speaking with Nike Chavanel of hogbeat.com, talking a little recruiting here on signing day right here on Out of Bounds, 103.7 The Buzz. Uh, Nikki, I know that everyone is obsessed with recruiting rankings. And I think that that's where people like to sit, you know, kind of pump their chest and say, well, hey, we, we've got a better class than uh, Missouri or a better class than Mississippi State or whoever. But as far as Arkansas goes and looking at the rest of the SEC, you know, the recruiting class is not over just yet. But how do you see Arkansas stacking up this year, not only nationally, but also in the SEC when it comes to recruiting class rankings? You know, I, I look at this every year, as, as everyone else does, and you have to go by – um, I go by the rivals rankings as I work for rivals. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there might be some discrepancy. People might tweet at you. Oh, but we're whatever on, on this other site. I understand that. Um, but Arkansas right now, compared to where they have recruited for the last decade on average, they're right there. Um, by the time I think everything shakes out, like our national rankings haven't updated with today's um, changes yet, so it hasn't added Cameron Ball and Jalen Williams. Both of those guys will add points um, because they are ranked higher than some of uh, the commits that they already had, and it only counts the top 20. Um, but they'll probably finish in the 28 to 32 range, which is really where they usually um, recruit. Um, as far as within the SEC, Again, it, it, it's right there um, above Mississippi State and South Carolina and, and Vanderbilt and the usual suspects. Ole Miss finished really strong. They were struggling early uh, but have taken advantage of some other teams not doing as well like Mississippi State. Uh, Mike Leach probably having a bad day today. Um, <laughs> but overall, I think you know Arkansas got the job done. It's very tough for them because I think – the biggest um, like winning factor besides you know the coaching staff is coming to visit Fayetteville and seeing what it has to offer compared to some of these other SEC campuses, and that wasn't able to happen uh, this year. We'll continue our discussion with Nikki Chavanel of Hogbeat.com here in just a second, but folks, I've been telling you about Built Bar and how it's the best tasting protein bar of all time. They have 18 amazing new flavors and so many different varieties to choose from. It's also healthy. So for all of us that are trying to be healthier during the holiday season, it's not so easy sometimes. But the thing is, is we all love food. 
We all love great tasting things. And that's the great thing about Bill Bar. Not only is it low calorie and low sugar, high protein, high fiber, so you know it's easy for all your diets out there, but it's also extremely delicious, which is a very rare thing when it comes to these protein bars. But here's the deal. By listening to this podcast, we're offering a deal to you. If you go to BillBar.com and use promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BillBar.com. It's a great deal. You won't be disappointed. I promise you, folks, it's the easiest, most convenient thing to do when it comes to trying to be healthy while also saving time. So, again, go to BillBar.com, use promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order at BillBar.com. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. So, Nikki, uh, looking at the guys that have signed, is there anyone that stands out to you as far as one you're really excited to watch or maybe interested in seeing uh, the type of impact? Because it's always about you know seeing if any of these guys can see the field, which a lot of them may not. But as far as the guys in this class, though, is there any one particular that you really think could make an impact in year one and one of them you're looking, really excited to see what they can do? Because Arkansas really needs uh, you know a solid number three at wide receiver, uh, I would be very interested in uh, Keychon Jackson, who is uh, the Rivals 250 wide receiver out of Texas. Um, he's a 6'2", 190 guy, and he's coming in January. So uh, I want to see what he can do in the spring, if we get to see any of that. But he's one that I think could come in and immediately contribute. Um, he was the guy that Justin Stepp worked on the longest and the hardest and uh, he ended up winning him, and I think that uh, he'll be a, a big impact next year, as well as Raheem Sanders, who could impact at several different spots, including running back, because of their kind of need there. Yeah, you mentioned Justin Stepp, and I know that there's some good recruiters on this team, but is there a better recruiter on this staff than Justin Stepp? Because the fact is, is that even under Chad Morris, he was able to get guys like Traylon Burks, like Trey Knox. I know that a lot of those four-star guys – they had, you know, Shamar Nash may not have seen the field as much, but on paper and in recruiting, they were big time gets. And once again, in this year, you talk about some guys that are the best players as far as ranking goes on this team. So, I mean, is there a better recruiter than Justin Stepp that Arkansas has at its disposal right now? Um, I really don't um, think so. Like when I'm, I'm looking at all the guys that these coaches brought in, um, one coach that you do hear a lot about, and I think it's, similar reasons for why Justin Stepp is such a good recruiter. Sam Carter, the corner coach, he's young. Uh, he's only a few years removed from his, um, you know, second team All-American days at TCU. So he really relates to the kids well. Um, and Scott Fountain is a good recruiter. As much as he has taken heat for, um, you know, special teams mishaps this season. He is a very strong recruiter as well and has a lot of ties in Georgia and Florida. Yeah, because I know that everyone just wants to see guys come out of outside the state of Arkansas and really do a good job with it as well. But uh, you mentioned Scott Fountain. So what's his role? Because I'm curious about this because I'm serious, Nikki. I, I love what you guys do over at Hogbeat, and I respect recruiting analysts and people like you who do it because I can't, nor do I want to. So I don't know much about this stuff. That's why I have you on the show. So what is Scott Fountain's role? What is, type of recruiting does he do? Where is he important at to, for you to say that he might be one of the better recruiting guys on this staff right now? So because of, you know, his longevity in, um, you know, Power 5 
football and as a recruiter, he's just done it for a long time and has a lot of connections. People respect him for the time that he spent um, at Georgia and elsewhere. So his connections in Georgia definitely help. Um, he, I mean, I'm looking at how many they signed. I think it's four out of the state, maybe three. Um, and then also Raheem Sanders. I think he is almost solely responsible for getting him on campus. And he is, you know, the second four star in the class um, on rivals. Uh, I, I do think people want to see more. Um, and I think uh, recruits probably need to start saying his name a bit more as well when they talk about these coaches because I think he needs help looking good right now. Tell me about Cameron Little. You know, everyone likes a kicker, especially <laughs> when the struggles that Arkansas's had. But uh, it seemed like as far as kickers go, very highly regarded this season. So what can you tell us about him, and will he be the kicker next year? Um, it seems like it. You don't often offer kickers scholarships out of high school. So uh, when you do, it, it means that you kind of expect them to contribute right away. It's not like a kicker really needs time to grow into themselves. Um, so I do expect him to kick right away. He seems like a very, very confident guy, and that's what you need in your kicker. Um, he didn't have a very successful high school football team, so I would have liked to see him get more reps, but uh, he posts practice videos all the time, and he's consistently uh, nailing, uh, you know, 45 and out. So um, I'm excited about him. I just hope that uh, he gets off to a hot start because you know how kickers can be. If they don't start off well, their confidence can take a, a real nosedive. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, I feel like when you brought up the fact his team wasn't that good, you know that it immediately made me think of, and I can't believe I just lost his name. I never think I would, but the kicker that was under Chad Morris for Arkansas. Um, the guy that was like the most accurate kicker in Razorback history. I can't believe I just lost his name. What's what's his name? <laughs> Connor Nikki? Limper. Thank you, Connor Limper. My goodness, that maybe that's why. It's like I got kind of reminded me of him, where it's like the team was so bad and he was actually so great, but he never got the credit or maybe uh, the acclaim that he should have because the team was so bad around him. Yeah, you have to trust. You know these like cold kicking, cold kicking camps. It's where these specialists go, and they track them at all these camps, and he's very consistent, and they like him a lot. So that's as much as, as I can go on for these specialists. And all three of their guys, they have two preferred walk-on specialists as well who are, you know, quote-unquote five stars. So um, that's, that's as much as you can hope for, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I want you to break down to me and to the audience the five-star long snapper. Because I know that these five star specialist is always a little different, but like how how does that work? Like how do they rank them? And as far as a long snapper goes, like <laughs> is, is this a scholarship thing? I don't know. I just when I see these tweets of like Arkansas just signed a five star long snapper, you know, I think of my buddy Nick Brewer, which God love him, but he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> but it's just like he's it just seems so funny when you see a five star long snapper being a part of the team as well. Right. So um, when you're a preferred walk-on, like for any recruiting site, you're usually not going to even get a rating. Um, so to put specialists on a level that, you know, us normal people can understand, like 
Cole's kicking. They are a, a, a recruiting service and a scouting service uh, for specialists. They have camps like very consistently, and I think they even had them during the pandemic because I guess you know you can keep kickers pretty far apart from each other. Um, and they just have showcases, and they send results out to coaches. Um, I do think you know the more you participate in them, the the higher. Uh, regarded you are by the, the scouts of these things, but, uh, you know, it is significant that you're a five-star versus, um, you know, four and a half or four. Uh, that means they really do think that you are uh, worth a spot on a Division One team, even if it's not on scholarship. Um, as far as long snappers go, you know, it's interesting. You would think that you could just, like, take a defensive lineman uh, who doesn't play very much and turn them into a really good long snapper, and that might be better off for your special teams unit. But who, who knows? It's, yeah. a, it's a very specialized skill. See, that's what I was wondering too. And this is nothing against any of you long snappers out there that are listening, but I right. feel I feel like it could be something you could teach somebody pretty pretty frequent. Just like say, all right, buddy, if you want to see the field, this is what you got to do. And we're going to just work on this every day in practice and get you to be pretty good. I don't know. I, I've just always been fascinated by it with long snappers and, and you know how do you grade it out? I was hope I was I was searching Hogbeat and I did not see a full player profile on this guy, Nick. I was hoping to see the breakdowns of you know what what makes him stand out among the other long snappers. I didn't see any article though. You can go to his cold kicking profile and it says he's one of the smoothest long snappers in the country. And- you gotta like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say if if you gotta have a long snapper that's smooth, I guess this is your guy here. All right, Nikki, real quick before we let you get out of here, because I know it's been a crazy day for you. Next season, as far as right now for recruiting class of the year 2022, how's that shaping up for Arkansas? What's the prospects looking like? Could it be better, worse, about the same as this year? What do you got? Oof, well, if they can't get kids to visit, I don't know how it could be better because you know. A lot of these young guys who are recruited early and given stars early, they usually get out to campuses, you know, as sophomores, which means Arkansas has already missed a very narrow window uh, that they could have seen these players in person. Um, But you do start to see, like, sleepers pop up because now uh, junior tape is going out. They have three commits, uh, two in-state kids in the center from South Carolina who really, really loves the Hogs, so I see him sticking around. Um, They need to have a big year in-state. There are, I think, like eight kids with offers in-state, so if you get all of them, that's a very large chunk of your class. Um, But as far as out-of-state kids go, it's, it's a real... You know, I I don't know. (laughs) There's like 250 offers out, and almost none of them have visited campus, and that's always the number one indicator of interest. So it's going to be hard to follow this (laughs) cycle, I think. Oh, I can only imagine. Well, Nikki, we appreciate you joining us. I know it's a busy day for you. Chug some caffeine and enjoy the rest of the day, and then take a vacation and enjoy Christmas after this, all right? Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 